With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. We're talking about Jay Cutler. He is going to Miami on a one-year $10 million deal, plus up to $3 million in incentives. Going to go ahead and put the Fox Sports broadcasting career on delay. For now, he's going to rejoin Adam Gase, who he played for in 2015. And if you read some of the reports, it looks like Adam Gase was very, very adamant to Cutler that, hey, you can help us. This is a good fit for both of us. It's a one-year deal. No, you know, Nothing big. You can make a little bit more money playing football. I don't know that you were ready to hang it up yet. Apparently not. Says so he's going to come back and play. Also means that some other quarterbacks are still out of jobs, one in particular that we will not name at this point. But Jay Cutler to Miami. We talked to Alex Marvez on Friday. He thought this was where they would go. I thought and said off the top of the show Friday that this is the one that made the most sense, but I wasn't willing to say it would happen, and now it has. Jeff, Jay Cutler to the Dolphins, your initial reaction to this news? Well, it had to happen, and I'm glad it did. You know, him and Gase, like you mentioned, 2015 worked worked excellent together, completed 64% of his passes, only threw 11 picks, and they just had a chemistry that Cutler didn't have with any other offensive coordinator. And when you look at the timing of this injury for Tannehill and you're a month away from the season starting, Cutler's a no-brainer. He knows the offense. He knows Gase. And I think for Cutler, you mentioned him not you know, really wanting to, to, to do the television thing. I think he wants to prove that he's not this locker room uh, malcontent, right? That a guy, that he wants to, to change his image and rehab it a little bit. And this is a spot for him to do it. He knows how people have talked about him. Um, that's not going to change until he goes to Miami. And if he does rehab his image, a lot of that will come with winning as well. Uh, this makes perfect sense. Um, you know, Can he lead them to the playoffs? I think talent, his talent alone um, will help them get to the playoffs. He's more talented, I would say, than, than Tannehill. Um, will it all come together this year? 
I think he's going to do a great job. They have a lot of weapons on offense. They have a good offensive line. They have a good running game. They have Landry and Stills on the outside. Um, they have, and Parker as well. They have so many weapons. They've got Julius Thomas as well. They traded for him. They have so many weapons. Um, all he's going to be asked to do is get the ball out quickly. That's Adam Gase's offense. It's like Peyton Manning's offense was in the uh, with the Colts. It's that tree. I played in that last year in Detroit. The ball is out quickly. Uh, Cutler's got the arm to do it. And I think this is a perfect match. It, it makes total sense this time of year to want to bring in a player that you're really comfortable with and a player who, even though he's retired, I'm air quoting, retired, uh, never really seemed all in on the broadcasting. When he uh, got the job, he gave an interview. And after the, you know during the interview, he said that he didn't even prep basically for the interview to, to get the job at Fox. I know I was talking to a guy yesterday who worked for Fox. He spent three weeks preparing for his one quarter that he called as an audition uh, at the LA studios in, in, in Fox. And Cutler basically admitted he didn't even really try to get the job. He just got it because you know he played football in the NFL and he wanted something to do. So it, this makes total sense. Now, whether or not this is a long-term deal is, is another question. You know, to me... This feels like a one-year contract, and then Miami, look, look. I think that whether they make the playoffs or not, they have a very talented team. I think Gase has taken them to, to good places. Tenenbaum, the, the GM, has done a good job of retooling this roster. Look out for Kirk Cousins next year in Miami. Uh, I think that makes total sense if they can afford to pay him. Uh, he'll go to an, an another offensive-minded head coach, another guy who's done great work with quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, he'll be happy in Miami. They'll love him because they need a long-term quarterback. They, they need a solution there because Tannehill is going to have uh, ACL surgery, has no guaranteed money next year. His career in Miami is probably done. Look out for Kirk Cousins next year in Miami. That's interesting. That's very interesting. And certainly I'm sure a lot of Dolphins fans out there would be pretty happy with that if that turned out to be a, a fairly long-term solution. If I, well, I don't know what happens to Tannehill, but he's had injuries Matt Moore just did not really get the seal of approval from Adam Gase. You knew something was coming when basically he said, right now, Matt is our quarterback. Like, that's that's how he answered the question. <laughs> Didn't go any, any deeper than that. That's not exactly a ringing endorsement from head coach Adam Gase. You talked about the offensive line and you being an offensive line specialist and somebody that watches a lot of film on that and, of course, spent your entire career on the offensive line. You look at Laramie Tunsil, Ted Larson, Mike Pouncey, Jermon Bushrod, and Jawan James. Tell me about those five guys in terms of what you've been able to see from them and how talented they could be in terms of protecting Jay Cutler and maybe even opening up some holes when he hands it off to Jay Ajayi. Well, we'll start with Tunsil. We all know his story, right? Old Miss, the night of the draft, the video drops of him uh, smoking out of that, yeah, that gas mask. He drops down to Miami. Uh, they played him at guard last year because Brandon Albert was at, was at left tackle who um, – uh, you know, he's got traded to Jacksonville and just retired. He he improved the season went on. He did a good job of of kind of learning guard, but tackles his position. He's gonna, he's going to be a future cornerstone tackle. You mentioned Ted Larson. Ted tore something in his arm. Yes. I would say bicep or tricep. Um, I think he's still going to try to play through it. They said so. That'll be interesting. I think Pouncey, Anthony Steen great is his center. backup right now. Who is? I don't know if you yeah, know anything Steen, about right, that. Yeah. yeah, Steen from Alabama. Um, you know, he hasn't played very much i think i think when you're between a good left tackle like like he will be and a, a good center a great center um you can hide at left guard essentially uh a lot of teams slide to the left 
And so you can kind of just hide there. He'll be fine, I think. And Pouncey's a, a great center, um, and, and that's obviously great. Uh, James has gotten better at, at right tackle. So, and Jay Ajayaj running the running the football. He's kind of a breakout star last year. A couple games over 200 yards. So you add in that run game with Cutler back there now. I think he'll get better protection than he had in Chicago. Look, Cutler's just got. He's is an offensive lineman. He's got to change his attitude to to a little bit here because when he's yelling at offensive linemen like he has in the past, that does not sit well uh, when you go ahead and cuss out your offensive linemen after a bad play. Look, we, we all obviously make bad plays. Uh, we never want them to happen, but he's got to change his And I think, he, I think he knows the perception of him around the NFL. Um, even interviewing guys yesterday when I was on the radio, um, some, some Bears uh, beat reporters, you know, they were talking about just how he, when he doesn't like you as an offensive coordinator really essentially that he just shuts it down and and you can't be known as that guy so I think this is a, a year for him to rehabilitate his image um, and get people to talk more positively about him when he goes back to Fox next year I mean his, his spot will still be there he's in a three-man booth so him leaving is not is not that big of a deal but I think this is this works out perfectly I know it fuels a little bit of, of the talk that we may or may not want to get into with cap but um, even even the most ardent cap supporters couldn't um, really make a football argument as to why this is you know uh, why Cap should have taken this job or what should, why Cap should have been given this job because Cutler is by far the right guy um, in this moment for the Miami Dolphins job. They went out and got him. They paid him a ton of money. Look, you're, you're getting ten million dollars a year. Fox put him in a three man booth because they know he could possibly leave. So him leaving the booth, Charles Davis is still there. Charles Davis is excellent. He can handle the workload. I am also available, by the way. I did that on Twitter <laughs> yesterday, and I did not think I, I, did, I did not think that it would get the response it did. Um, I had a bunch of people uh, tweet me saying they, they admire that I would take a shot like that at Fox. But, I mean, dude, the, the, the social media intern who's working on Sundays is really going to pass my message along to the bosses um, at, at Fox Sports to, to get me that gig. But that would be, I mean, that's like a dream. That'd be a dream, even just to get an audition for that. Um, but so he's not costing Fox anything if he left. You know, Tony Romo would cost CBS a lot if he left because Romo's doing two games a week. Yeah, he's the Thursday the national game, and he's doing the Sunday primetime game on CBS. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's replacing Phil Sims. He's the he's the A team color guy instead of a third team guy that's not even or a third member of a broadcast team that's not even the A level uh, broadcast crew for Fox. So it does make sense there. The weapons are intriguing with Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, who could potentially really develop if he's under the right quarterback, and Julius Thomas at tight end, as you mentioned. Those are four guys like. Yeah, Cutler's had weapons. Definitely he's had Alshon Jeffrey, and he's had solid tight ends and, and at different times in Chicago. I'm not sure that he's had four guys that I like that could all technically stretch the field in different ways for you and make special plays. Now, if Cutler can just throw it to his own jerseys and not the others, <laughs> kind of the way he did under Adam Gase, that would be a really good start. But as you said, and believe me, the adamant cap supporters are not going to agree with what you said about Cutler being the right fit. But Cutler is the right fit, provided that he's kept himself in shape, and I imagine he has. So, one-year deal, and I don't know what Miami's what Miami thought their prospects were under Matt Moore. I don't know how much better Jay Cutler's going to make them than Matt Moore would. We're never going to find that out. Jay Cutler's going to show up. My guess is he's probably not no, going to be know, no, quite the know. old Jay Cutler. We, 
Look, we know what we're getting with Matt Moore. I play with Matt Moore in Carolina. Matt's a great guy. We keep in contact. Uh, he's an Oregon State kid, unfortunately, but he's a great guy. Look, you know what you're getting with with, with Matt Moore. He's 15-13 and 13 in his career. He's an excellent backup. There's a reason why... Matt is a backup. Now, he got done a little bit shady in Carolina. We In 2010, he was given the job. We drafted Jimmy Clausen. He was playing well. Um, we just weren't winning, and so they gave the, the job to Clausen after two games, which which was ridiculous. You, you know, Matt Moore starts all training camp with, with the ones, plays two, I think it was two games, and then they bring in Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy gets hurt. Matt comes back in. Matt gets hurt. It was a disaster. Um, but he's, he's a real good backup, and there's a reason why guys are backups and guys are starters. So, Matt can come in and like he did last year he was two and one last year um i think he lost the game that that he came in and played a bulk of with Tannehill, so he might even be closer to two and two but you know, he, that's what he is he's a, he's a, he can run your offense he's not going to lose you a game but he won't win you a game and that's the difference jay cutler can go win you a football game and that's what makes quarterbacks special so you know you have two minutes left in the game even not less than two minutes you know your fourth quarter you're down 14 points down 17 points um Matt Moore is not winning you that football game. Jay Cutler can win you that football game on his talent. And that's what sets the two apart. And that's why they went out and got Jay Cutler. It's not that Matt Moore can't win football games. It's that when it comes down to the very end of a game, you need a quarterback who can take your team over the top. And and Cutler can do that. And Matt isn't as capable. He started 15 games, did Cutler with Adam Gase in 2015. Threw for 3,659 yards, 21 TDs, 11 interceptions, 64.4% was his completion percentage. We'll see whether or not he's going to be able to duplicate that in Miami. If you are in Miami, we'd certainly love to hear from you this morning. Dolphins fans in particular at 877-996-6369. That's 877-999-FOX. Also, if you're in Chicago, are you laughing about this or are you scared to death that he's going to show up and be really good and really make you feel like you have a terrible season? I mean, imagine if Cutler goes out and has a pretty good year under Adam Gase, and Trubisky has not really developed into anything for you, nor has Mike Glennon. Like, that is the nightmare, I would suggest, nightmare scenario, rather, for Chicago Bears fans. So, again, our telephone number, 877-99-ON-FOX. The Dolphins considered some other pretty interesting names, according to the Miami Herald. We will discuss those next. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis, weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Jason Martin, NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz in for Clay Travis. He is back tomorrow down in Costa Rica today at a gambling symposium. I'm sure he will have many things to say about that tomorrow. Uh, we've got some phone calls. We've also got some news about other quarterbacks that the Dolphins considered, and I can't wait to get Jeff's reaction to this. But we'll take the calls first, especially because he tweeted both Robert out in L.A. and he tweeted me to make sure that he had the number correctly. At one point, he won money in a casino talking to us. He is a little bit intoxicated, it sounds like. Cole in Louisiana leads us off here on Outkick the Coverage. Cole, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jason. No, I'm not the least bit intoxicated. Oh. I've been uh, studying for classes all night, but I'm pretty sober right now. But I have some hot takes lined up for y'all. All right. Okay, first of all, I want to sound off on this dude, Percocet Pistol Pete, all right? <laughs> okay, this dude, he hates... Uh, I can't drop the F-bomb, excuse me. You just he did. hates shit. I just did, sorry. You can bleep that out on the podcast. He hates Chick Fil A. He hates Chick Fil A. He makes thirty five grand a year before taxes, not after taxes. Before taxes, guy. 
and he's got a no trade clause with his contract at Walmart. <laughs> so, so Perkhead, Perkhead, Pistol Pete, you can go ahead and take that. I think we just lost Cole. He said he had a lot of hot takes. <laughs> And what he called in and did is basically challenge Percocet Pistol Pete. Now, if, if we want to get in some kind of Percocet Pistol Pete versus Cole in Louisiana voicemail fest, I'm all for that. By the way, the, the voicemail number is 855-500-CLAY. That's 855-500-2529. We play those every Friday on the show, the best and the worst. So Cole drops an F-bomb, <laughs> then says, oh, I'm sorry, I can't drop an F-bomb on the air. It's like, yes, but you just did. So that's something that just happened. And then he called out Percocet Pistol Pete, kind of. And then that was it for his phone call. Not intoxicated as Cole. Just high on studying, I guess, Jeff. No, Cole is 100%. He tweeted me saying, I'm drunk right now. Oh, he called you too? Okay. He tweeted me and said, and I gave him the, I gave him the, the, uh, the number 99 on Fox. And I, that's what I told him. I didn't give him the actual digits. He said, I'm drunk. Can you translate that to numbers? <laughs> okay. Let's let's go to West Palm Beach. Jason in West Palm Beach. That was quite a uh, follow-up that you have here. Jason, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Good, bud. Great. Yeah, I just want to comment on uh, this thing with Jay Cutler and uh, and Tannehill. First, let me say this, man. Um, I'm an avid Dolphin fan, born in Miami, and um, I've, I've never, never been sold on Ryan Tannehill since he got here. He's a great, you know, he has a great skill set. He's a great... Um, when it comes to regular season quarterback. Well, a quarterback that's going to give us over the top, that's going to get us past Pittsburgh, going to get us past New England. Uh, if we had to play, let's just, you know, say for kicks that we had to play Oakland in the playoffs, I don't think we could beat them with Tannehill. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of um, happy in the sense, not happy for Tannehill for the injury. I, you know, I don't want any player to get injured like he did. But I'm happy in the sense that the Miami Dolphins can finally move on from him. Because what's going to happen is, yeah, Jay Cutler's going to come in. Regardless of whatever year Jay Cutler has this year, we're moving on from Tannehill and Matt Moore next season. You know, so that, for me, is it, it, it's a bittersweet moment that we can move on and, and we keep the pieces we have and come in with a new draft pick, man, that can, that can really uh, take us to the top. All right, Jason, appreciate the phone call. So Jason yeah. is not a Ryan Tannehill fan at all, as he's basically saying that they're moving on from Tannehill right now. The Dolphins are too good of a team to get a quarterback with a draft pick next year. So they're going to have right. to get or go for Kirk Cousins or even Jimmy G or someone else. They, they're, they're too good uh, to be in the top three unless they want to trade a bunch of picks to go get one of these kids who are coming out, You know, whether it's Sam Darnar from USC or you know Josh Allen from Wyoming has gotten a lot of buzz. Um, I don't know much about him. He's got a big arm. I know that. Um, I, they actually play Oregon this year, so I'll find out early in the season how good how good he is or how good he looks on a film. And then obviously Josh Rosen at UCLA. So they're going to have to trade up in the draft to get one of those. And, and the teams that might end up in, the, in those positions need quarterbacks too. So I don't see Miami getting one in the in the draft. You're going to have to get Kirk Cousins, or you're going to have to get even maybe Mike Glennon gets released eventually, or, or Jimmy G. You're going to have to find some established quarterback to come to Miami. Are you are you guys like on that kind of terms where you can just call him Jimmy G every single time, or you just not want to try and say Garoppolo? Garoppolo, you know I'm not very good with names. I just I just nailed it. What what more do you want to say? Why do you keep calling him Jimmy G every five seconds? Like you guys are headed to Outback Steakhouse. I called him Jimmy G. I called him Jimmy G one time, one exact time. That was twice actually in that last segment. All right, so the Dolphins also considered other interesting names. They probably would have loved to have had quote Jimmy G unquote, but that was not available to them. Names that were. Can we fire up the music? 
for a special Tebow watch. I kind of just gave it away. But yeah, I'm so in addition, excited. In addition to Kyle Orton, the Miami Dolphins at least gave some consideration to the idea of one Timothy Richard Tebow to replace Ryan Tannehill. Jeff Schwartz. Tim Tebow could have been there. Of course, he's playing baseball right now. So would he have would he have played baseball like on Tuesday on his off day and then played football the rest of the days? Like I'm not quite sure how that would have worked out. Um, look, I the Dolphins look awful for this news. I don't know if they leaked this out or the agents for Tebow and Orton. Maybe they have the same agent. They leaked this out because it makes the Dolphins look incompetent. Why would they even consider Tebow and Kyle Orton? I, when's the last time Kyle Orton played? 2014. Tebow, he, Okay, yeah, so that makes no that makes no sense. And Tebow can't throw a forward pass. So you're in an offense that requires you to throw a forward pass and he can't do it. I've you know, seen him throw Denver, forward passes. I mean, I'm a Broncos fan. He beat the Steelers with a forward pass. <sighs> Jason. That was We won pass. football games he's, with that guy. He you did, but you changed your entire offense, and not they're not going back. No one's running that offense ever again. Um, I know the offensive line coach that was there in Denver at the time. I've talked to him about it. They they ran four plays over and over again. You're not doing that in the NFL anymore. So I, I don't even know why this was even considered and why you even would leak this out. Um, but it would have been interesting if Tebow would have had to make a decision between his dream to play baseball and his other dream to play football. So it would have been an interesting dilemma for him. Is this a glory how moment again? I don't think Tebow reached out to the Dolphins. I think that the Dolphins just gave it a little bit of consideration because Adam Gase has been a guy who would change his offensive system in the past, and Tebow might be good for the locker room. I don't know. Armando Salguero of the Miami Herald is who actually reported this. There were three names that were kind of talked about. The two that we just mentioned, Kyle Orton, who has not played football since 2014. Tebow's last stint was with the Philadelphia Eagles one year later than that in 2015. Oh, the third. And they also, the Dolphins also considered, um, uh, so it was Kyle Orton and Tim Tebow, and I heard Christian Ponder. So I know that kind of fueled some fire for the for the Kaepernick, uh, the Kaepernick crowd. But this is, a, this is a perfect fit for them. And you know, to who leaked this out, I don't think this is Tebow being, trying to be a glory hound. I think that um, some agent, I'm looking up who the agents are now for, for Orton and Tebow, probably you know let it out that their guys still have some interest because it, it brings in more pub uh for their guys but i i don't think tim tebow even considered this i don't think he called around uh the dolphins were content uh with going after cutler you know the stories were they went after him early or you know cutler and gase have been talking they're they're friends they talk constantly and um cutler originally said no they went after him with 10 million dollars and i don't know how you turn down 10 million dollars when the booth will still be available the following year um this is a perfect fit for them and i think this will uh, you know, this this will possibly help them get in the playoffs. So it's a good decision uh, for the Dolphins and uh, for and for the organization. One year deal, ten million dollars, um, and this is a good year for Color to rehabil- rehabilitate himself as as far as his image. And uh, we'll go get a call now, AJ in Orlando. How do you feel about the Dolphins and Color? Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good. Um, yeah, man. With the whole Dolphins sign of Cutler thing, um, I mean, I guess it's hit and miss. When he had his good season, he did have two Pro Bowl receivers, and Alshon and uh, Brandon Marshall. And uh, we really don't have that down there besides Jarvis Landry in the slot. So I'm kind of skeptical on him leading us to the playoffs. 
But to even to even consider Ponder or Tebow or or in I mean, come on, I'm not I'm not up in arms over Kaepernick not having a job. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, what does that say that they'll think about him, you know, over Kyle Kaepernick? Like that's that's kind of ridiculous, and it just shows the state of the Dolphins. And I've been a fan for maybe 25 years now. It's just ridiculous, man. You know, I I I think they I think they did they did consider. Um, they did consider Kaepernick. I just don't think it was made as public. Um, look, I think that when you have a guy like Tebow and you have a guy like Ponder, who used to be former first-round draft picks, they're always going to be mentioned. You know, being a being a first-round draft pick is such an important um, asset for a player because you know that you're drafted that high on your talent, and, and teams always think that they can fix you, and that's why you know Ponder will always be mentioned until he decides to. Um, to finally retire whenever that is. And Tebow will, will always be mentioned at some point because he's a first-round draft pick. And if Tebow was a third-round draft pick, a fourth-round draft pick, where he probably should have gone, he'll never get mentioned. So that's why you're always going to hear those guys get mentioned, even over Kaepernick, who was a second-round draft pick, who wasn't even a starter when he came in the NFL. So um, don't be surprised if, if you hear Christian Potter's name you know, continue to, to pop up. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. And Jeff, you mentioned this to me, and it was something I was thinking about as well. A story that we have not talked about at all today. These strange and very overbearing, overreaching media restrictions from college football teams and big programs in particular. Two that have kind of been in the news over the last week. Notre Dame and Texas. Notre Dame's being the newest one. They put out kind of a flyer for all the media members Among the new rules at Notre Dame, just listen to this. Media members forbidden from tweeting or using any form of social media until practice is over and or until Brian Kelly has met with the media. Reporters may not reference play type formations or personnel information. Media may not report on practice injuries until the program has released an official update. Media may not quote or paraphrase comments made by the coaching staff during practice. So that's just four of the rules. There are a lot more. This this was like a sheet of paper and it had plenty of type on it. Texas has even more ridiculous policies, including when there are when there's video being shot, making sure reporters are not standing behind Tom Herman so that they're also not in the shot with him. So there's also, like it literally says, also to follow up on a concern that came up during today's post-practice availability, please do not stand behind Coach Herman or the players during the availabilities. The ropes are in place as a guide to avoid that and to allow the subject to address the group. And then, of course, it happened, and there's actually... I don't know if there was video, but there was a report that reporters that were standing in the wrong spot were asked to move, and Herman stopped talking until they got out of the way. So all of this is happening. And with a 24-7 media environment and so much access being expected from consumers and customers and sports fans, this is really raising the ire of a lot of media who have gone after both Texas. I've seen a lot of tweets to the effect of Tom Herman's going to be a really easy guy to dislike. I saw one that says it looks like of all the things Tom Herman got from Urban Meyer, one he definitely got was the IDGAF attitude towards the media that Urban Meyer has sort of moved on towards at different times. And then Notre Dame, Notre Dame was 4-8 and eight last year. It wasn't because of the media. It was because they stuck, period. But Brian Kelly's going to – this is weird, Jeff, because, look, I've done a lot of high school football broadcasting and play-by-play and stuff like that. And I remember, you know, you'll interview coaches and they won't want to give you anything. Because they think that you're somehow a scout for the other team. Like, I've been a broadcaster for a school, and their coach has not really wanted to give me much during practice because he doesn't want to, to potentially deal with the leak. The level of paranoia 
that coaches have, and it hasn't really been that way necessarily I've seen in the NFL, but in college and, and in prep especially, is utterly ridiculous and very, very obnoxious. Yeah, the high level of paranoia in college football is is remarkable to me. I think I think it's programs wanting to have absolute control over everything that they do. Um, you know, they have control obviously over the players, the staff, and they want control over how their product is presented, which is 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 the wrong thing to do in training camp. I think you want people to be excited about your program. And part of being excited about your program is media members talking about practice. And media members know. They know that they're, you know, they're not going to say, "Oh, Texas is running a reverse pass." They're not going to say that. They, you know, but if but if if a guy they expected to start at safety is now starting with the, the he's starting at corner now, that's important news and that's something that fan base would want to know. I don't think that that is a competitive disadvantage when Texas goes, I don't even know they play week 1. Um look, when as soon as you line up on the field to play week 1, um the team has seen will see what you've done. I, I think it's it's just paranoia. It's um, over coaching, you know, over preparation. And the NFL, so the NFL um, during the regular season, you're only allowed to watch individual, which is the first ten minutes of individual, um, and you can report anything you want. And then during training camp, you're there the entire practice. Um, you are not allowed to film. If you are a, a media member, um, a national media member, you can't film practice. If you're a beat reporter for the team, you know, if you work for the Panthers or Giants or Chiefs, the teams I play with, you, you're allowed to tweet out videos from the, you know, the team account as part of a team employee. Um, but you're allowed to talk about plays that happen. You're allowed to talk about injuries, of course. Um, but you know, reporters know the limit. You know, they they're not going to go ahead and give away state secrets because they want to keep their job. Obviously, they probably want their team to win, so they don't want to give away. Um, you know, that a certain team, Notre Dame, is running a new a new trick play. And look, I think they're giving reporters. Um, you know, too much credit at times to, to give away scheme. I mean, there's I, there are a lot of reporters who know football, but a lot of them just just don't know the all the ins and outs. And you are you assuming that they're going to be able to tell you that hey today they're running an I formation today they're running uh, you know, spread they're running RPOs and all this all this mumbo jumbo they, they they're not going to want to report that nor do they really know they're standing off to the side they can't see all this stuff so I think that this hurts. Um, the interest for your team during training camp. People want to see updates. I am in Charlotte. I look for updates on my brother at Chiefs training camp because I want to see how he's doing. Now, we talk a lot about it, but I want to see video of it. And so I love when they post a video of him doing a one-on-one or, or post a video of the first-team offense getting some reps. And so they're losing out on their fans' excitement for the season by having these absurd media policies. One thing about Texas in particular, and Notre Dame but did the same thing about social media posts not permitted during any of the post-practice availabilities and during practice themselves. It says any social media entry should come after the conclusion of all post-practice media interviews. Our hope is that you would take time to review your post and re-listen to increase accuracy and ensure the necessary context in each of your social media reports. The way I interpret that is... If we want to if we want to craft a different message, we can find a way to sort of BS our way out of stuff that might otherwise be posted by you and find another way around it. Like that is very I don't know, that's very Pravda like to me. Like just the idea it's like look, if there's a reporter out there that sees something and he wants to tweet it out, what business is it of um Texas or Notre Dame or any other entity to then say what you just saw you didn't see, these are not the droids you're looking for? Like to find another way around that. It seems like it gives them time to sort of CYA and fix a problem that might otherwise 
uh, be exposed in a spontaneous fashion. Like the whole thing just seems very. It's like why even bother going to practice then? Like it's it's just put up a Correct. camera before practice starts and then take that camera with you and then go home analyze it and then tweet out. Like what's the difference? The the coaches want total control. The program really it comes with the head coach want total control about of, of the message and the branding. And this is where you get into situations where college coaches have too much power. They they seem to have too much power. And part of it is now being able to limit the message that gets out about about your team, about practice, about injuries, about new formations that that, that you put in. And I think that we're getting to a point now where um, at some point the media is probably going to have to rebel. I don't know what that means. I mean, they're probably going to pull your credential if you end up tweeting about camp, but um, th- this can't continue. And I don't know what it's going to take. You know, maybe it, it takes Tom Herman to have a couple bad years and, and the media in, in, in Austin, uh, Texas is crushing him all the time and he decides he needs to be more friendly. The, the media can be helpful at times if you use them and you're and you're courteous with them and you're cordial and you work with them you know they can be good to get your message out the message that you want to get out he's not going to have any friends in the media if he doesn't allow them to report what's happening in practice you know he you know maybe he maybe he needs to get a story out about himself about members of his team who's going to call um, cuz he's not going to have any good relationships with any of the media because he doesn't allow them to basically report and do their job during practice yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. No longer is somebody like Tom Herman going to get the benefit of the doubt from the media in Texas. Like, anything he does, they're going to have no reason to spin that positively anymore because they're no. not getting the give and take. There's no compromise in this relationship. And your point about the power of college football coaches, we can talk about that on the other side. Our telephone number is 877-996-6369. That's 877-99 on Fox you can go through a lot of the top college football coaches in the country and you can point to them potentially being the most powerful person in that state. That was always talked about around Joe Paterno and why the Penn State situation was able to exacerbate to the degree that it did so quickly. But who's the most powerful man in Alabama? We know the answer to that question. It's Nick Saban. If it weren't for LeBron James potentially in the state of Ohio, I would argue that Urban Meyer is probably the most important person in the state of Ohio with all due respect to John Kasich. So, I mean, there are a lot of examples where this is true. Wait, now, Harbaugh, Tom who's, who's more important in Michigan, Harbaugh it, or the, the Detroit Lions? I think I mean, it's Harbaugh. I, I don't I think, think it's, it's close. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.